Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes Podcast. Hello everybody. Hello Nathan. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. It's Friday. It is Friday. Which is um, uh, one day after our normal recording days. Yes, so we normally record on Thursdays. And Thursdays are actually easier for me, by the way. So thanks for okay. making like di- life difficult. Okay. <laughs> you don't All care. Right. Way to make it about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, also, the fact that it's Friday today makes the topic of Lent more real. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so just side note, I hadn't told you this yet, so I was, I was, I was browsing on the gram for on the gram yeah okay. if you don't know what that means if you're not hip like i am uh that, that's instagram the gram uh-huh. anyways the i was gram. i was browsing on the gram on our uh on our account and i i came across someone who uh, uh we follow and um i believe he follows us it's our lady's armory uh and uh-huh. we're on the third friday of lent already Mm-hmm. This guy on Our Lady's Armory. By the way, uh, I haven't told him that we're going to be mentioning him, but he is getting a shout out because what he's doing is okay, cool. so cool. Uh, every Friday, he's doing a Instagram review on the different fish sandwiches from the from different places. Oh, that's pretty awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> so the first Fish Friday one was from Arby's. The second one... They make fish... They make, they, I don't know they make fish. Fish sandwiches, yeah. Isn't their slogan like... Meat. meat. <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> maybe the the second one was uh, from from Chick Fil A, which is now doing um, fish sandwiches during Lent. That's cool. Oh, and then okay. the, today is a personal favorite, although he didn't like it very much. Uh, oh. McDonald's fish fillet. Uh, and and so check it out. So he rates things like presentation, price, uh-huh. taste. Perceived penance factor. <laughs> Perceived penance factor? That's yeah. a good one. And then he I gives like all these things scores, and I think he goes on Instagram Live sometimes. I think at least on the second one he did. Uh-huh. So, Wait, does he do like a, like a mukbang video? Yeah, I think he does like a live <laughs> tasting of this stuff, which is pretty cool. I don't know, man. I thought that was really creative. So shout out to Our Lady's Armory. He also, I believe, uh, sells rosaries. So um, small little plug there. But great job. Yeah. <laughs> so That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, so anyways, today especially I'm especially feeling the uh the 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 Lenten uh season. Struggling. <laughs> the, struggling I didn't want to say bit. struggle, but yeah, the Lenten struggle. <laughs> if you're not struggling, you're not doing it right. Absolutely. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um do you do you normally remember like on on Fridays? Do you normally remember that like meat is like no meat? Um, I, I'm usually pretty good, but like when I'm getting ready for the day, like getting lunch or something, or I like usually do like some sort of breakfast sandwich with some sort of sausage like protein or, or something. Yeah, and today I was like, nope, can't do that. <laughs> um, and I was like kind of rushing to like get ready for work and stuff so i just had like i was like you know i'm just gonna have cereal but like i brought cereal to work so like i got like a <laughs> i got like a uh like a container so i could put like milk in that would keep it cold <laughs> and then i brought like a little thing 
uh, so I could put cereal in, and I was just like eating and working at the same time. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. You had to bring cereal to work. Yeah. You don't have cereal at your job. No. Why do you say that? Like it's a, like, a, like you're repulsed where, that I asked where, that. Where do you? Okay, oh, I'm gonna feel real <laughs> dumb for asking this. Where do you? Where do you work? Where that's just a uh, a thing that's provided. So, okay, I'm there I'm not go. I'm not trying to be pretentious. All right, never uh-huh. mind. I forget. Uh-huh. I, okay, at every at, <laughs> shoot <laughs> at every tech company. Every. Well, most tech companies will have like a kitchen, and the kitchens are normally stocked. And we uh-huh. have four different types of cereals with almond milk, two percent, uh-huh. or whole. Okay, okay, I'll stop. I'm entitled. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just I have a kitchen too. Uh, I have none of those things. Yeah, so we have just <laughs> just side note. I we, have a coffee machine. We just last month or two months ago brought back cinnamon toast crunch. So I literally have cinnamon toast crunch oh my like four times a week. The fact that you have to that you even said brought back <laughs> it went away so angry right it went, it went away so mad. <laughs> be, be, because everybody ate it well because i think they were trying to be like oh cinnamon toast crunch is like maybe too uh-huh. unhealthy let's take it away <laughs> and of course you can't take away ctc that's there was an, ctc there, there was an uproar among the developers <laughs> oh my gosh i can't i this <laughs> This is none of this is working in your favor right now. I mean, all of this is working totally against your favor, or it's working in my favor because I get no. to go to work every morning and have CTC. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, that's fine. I have I have emergency bottles of water in the event of some sort of disaster. That's what I have, and it's not even easily accessible. It's in like a locked electronic room. Why do we have water bottles with our electronics? Is beyond me. Yikes! But that is what we had jeez, my building my building is also falling apart like it hailed the other day and we have so many water spots on our ceiling like i'm waiting i'm waiting for the projectors to fall off the ceiling and (laughs) when that happens i'm pretty sure all the asbestos that's inside is going to come out too so (laughs) it's like we're we are struggling so i guess that's the difference between working like in a non-profit and yeah, like... you want you want to um, send me all of your empty boxes of cereal so that I can use those to patch up our ceilings. Well, you that know, are kind of, of course we're not going to use boxes apart. because we're we're so green and eco friendly. They're in containers. Nate, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna just. Ooh, that? that was a good That's, one. That was a good one, right? That was a good one. He's been pra- good, ladies and gentlemen. He's been practicing that all week. I, I've learned that if you want to <laughs> just pull straight up from a from a bottle with a cork, and it makes that perfect perfect sound. Yeah, because last week it was sort of in an angle. It was like, yeah, it was like a squeak. Um, yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah. All right. This is this is tin cup, by the way. I got from uh, one of my good coworkers for um, my alleged birthday. Nice. Oh, belated happy birthday. Nah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You do anything special? Um. Oh yeah, like went out. Um, from those like little Japanese places where you do the they like grill in front of you and they like hibachi. Chop chop chop. Yeah, <laughs> right in front of you. 
That's I don't know. Do. If you weren't Asian, that'd be a little racist. <laughs> Does it? Say, oh, okay. I did. I, I, I was like just chop, 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 like the sound of like the no, knives when they chop on the You did it again. You did it again. Is it? Ah, dang it. Okay, I'm really sorry. I, 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 well, that's you're the Asian. Sound. Right, I mean, that's the sound that that's yeah. the sound that the, that the knife makes. No. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna stop there. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> It was good. That's good. <laughs> That's, That's all good. I could say about yeah. that. No, it was cool. Cool. Um, did that. Um, and then... Got whiskey. Oh, yeah, I got whiskey. Uh, I got a couple of things of whiskey, um, actually. Um, Is that a hint that maybe you might have a problem? <laughs> when you open... Because the day of... If you were to open my work drawer... It would look like they have a legitimate problem because <laughs> there's so like, much because whiskey. It's, that was because there's like there was there was liquor in there, and then like um, be, uh, because I keep like a mouthwash in my drawer too. Like it looks like I'm trying to cover it up. <laughs> okay, just sorry. You don't normally have liquor at your desk. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not trying like another like Silicon Valley kind of. I'm thing not that trying to, to be right for, I, like. I mean, even like back in the day, right? They used you're to not have, trying like, whiskey, to be like. And you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, you used to have, like, a little little decanter of, like, whiskey and, like, gla- glasses. You don't... So, like, I, I'm not saying that I have that, but, like, you don't have just whiskey. I was going to say, do you... It's a great I, idea. I, I want to do that, but no. I mean, I have my own office, so I guess technically I probably could. Would you get in trouble it's... if, like, your boss or, like, the district came in and... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, yeah, actually, you know what? With... No, I, I'm pretty sure there's a policy against that. So ah, okay. because of the the kind of s- districts or stakeholders that we can potentially get through our office. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have a little corner and like people are, people can just like bring in a bottle and put it at the corner and like once every couple of weeks on a Friday, we'll all sit in a conference room and have a pour. Oh my gosh, whatever. Okay, you know what? This is... This is... Okay, all right. derailed. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> so just... Alright, so moving on. So today, we're talking about talking about Lent. Like, I have never struggled so much to not eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is like... I don't know, like, because there's... Or- that bad. There's orange chicken in the fridge. There's, mm-hmm. there's some buffalo wild wings. Um some some chicken some butter chicken and like i am my like even oh my now gosh. as we're recording and as i'm telling you about it my mouth is watering what the okay it can't it's not that serious it's it's literally watering it's, <laughs> it's... <laughs> oh how gross we'll edit that part a- asmr for our <laughs> listeners um yeah it's i i drove home with leftover chicken from yesterday and oh, no. pineapple fried rice and i didn't even bat an eye you <laughs> sir was perfectly fine are stronger than me <laughs> i think this i mean so like while we're here and like I, this is sort of a perfect transition i know you and you and i said we would probably try and talk about it but like yeah this is the i mean this is such a great uh example of mortification <laughs> I mean, technically, right now I'm not mortifying my thoughts because my mouth is right. watering. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, in essence, like Lent is is like we said in previous episodes, like Lent is like meant to like be that spiritual push up to like build up your will so that you can yeah. have these moments of mortification. And let me tell you, I'm bench pressing quite a bit today. <laughs> <laughs> In the spirit of mortification, yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I think, I think I'm doing okay um, with like giving up or not giving up, just like not having meat because, like, I called the place that we went out for lunch ahead of time to ask if they had fish tacos or something like that. And so they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we do fish tacos every Friday. And I was like, oh, perfect. It's exactly what I needed. <laughs> Thank you, um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so, like, yeah, I, I was fine, but I had to, like, call just to make sure. Because, like, I, I planned, like, for some of us to go out to lunch because we have a, we have a new, new person at, in our office. Mm-hmm. And I just I made plans without even thinking, like, oh, shoot, I probably should call them just to make sure. Um, but I was fortunate that they do have like fish tacos and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, I was, I was full on prepared to just have chips <laughs> and salsa just in case. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I guess I, um, was talking about mortification and mortification of senses and, and, um, I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of talk about that. Yeah. Um, and what that is, I feel like. Um, usually around the second and third week of Lent, it's either if when you're the thing that you're giving up or you're doing more becomes more challenging. Yeah. Um, and and maybe even the Fridays where you're not, you know, we're not supposed to consume meat. Um, it gets harder to say no to that, even though it's like not it. I don't know. I think about it, and it doesn't seem like that big of a thing. Yeah. But I can definitely see the challenge of it, um, of having to like make decisions. Like, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can only eat this, so I have to kind of think about where I'm gonna like eat or what I'm gonna do as far as like getting food or something yeah. like that. And even, um, I think sometimes even the thought of not being able to have something um, kind of mess with you a little bit as it happens every like week to week to week to week to week you know mm-hmm. yeah so uh for those who aren't familiar with the term or the word mortif- mortification um mortification really it's simply put what it is is just like subduing one's bodily desires or just like putting aside one's fleshly desires so when we're talking about mortification we're really talking about not uh answering or putting aside the ne- the needs or desires of the flesh when we talk mm-hmm. about flesh here we talk about you know the needs of anything that uh um, is sensually pleasing and that includes eating um mm-hmm. uh it says in scripture that those who live after the flesh uh shall die but if you live in the spirit and mortify the deeds of the flesh you shall live so mm-hmm. Um, the, the wisdom here that, uh, St. Paul talks about in, and when he talks about, you know, if you, uh, if you through the spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. What, what he's speaking of and what the saints like St. Augustine and St. Thomas Aquinas and many saints, St. John of the Cross is another one. Um, what they've said is like, Hey, if you don't keep your fleshly desires in check they will rule you uh mm-hmm. and this is just a uh it's a consequence of original sin that's what catholics believe the fact that after our first parents have sinned so just 
before the sin of our first parents of Adam and Eve, um, humanity had control, perfect control of its body. But mm. after original sin, that sort of because of the the tainting of original sin, we we uh, have entered into our nature what's called concupiscence, right? So this like natural inclination to sin, which is opposite of the nature of how God had designed us. So mm. in that is introduced this universal struggle of 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 humanity to constantly fight against these desires of the flesh. Uh, for example, Nate, I happen mm-hmm. to really love Korean barbecue. <laughs> if you put me in front of Korean barbecue, I probably will eat too much <laughs> because it tastes so good. <laughs> so, so it's not even about just eating it. It's just eating too much of it. Right. Because it's pleasing. The taste is pleasing. Uh-huh. Right. And so... More to, and, and it's not a bad thing to eat, right? Yeah. But it's it's the it's, right, right, right. It's the overindulging in these sensible appetites that yeah. um, uh, that are bad, and so there's a need for mortification in order to put those desires, those natural desires within us, into check. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, I might have. Uh, as a priest, maybe with the confession no, one time where I you're it, not gonna it, say it, that. it might have been you're gonna it might have been like when I was <laughs> it, it might have been Korean barbecue because I remember for a while like I was on a Korean barbecue kick I just like could not get enough of you're it you're gonna say and it. I just like I mentioned it I was like hey well like I think I think I may have committed gluttony and he was like what do you mean and he was, I was like oh, I mean I just I've been eating a lot of Korean barbecue like a lot a lot a lot like I'm it's just I feel like it's it's becoming a problem and <laughs> no. he's a, like did you throw up? And I was all like, no. And he was like, uh, that's not gluttony until you throw up. And I was all like, <laughs> I was like, what I, I like, like, I laughed underneath my breath for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was not expecting that kind of response. In my head, I was like, I don't know if that's right either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just, I, I still laugh at it to this day. That's so, so funny. That's the, <laughs> so that's now that's so my rule funny. of thumb. It's, it's not, not gluttony, gluttony until you throw up. You throw up. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> uh. I mean, it, it's kind of like drinking too. Like, uh, no, that actually doesn't. No, work. It's like, oh, no, it's not gluttony until no. you throw up. <laughs> no, it's not. Ah, uh, gosh, you just scandalized so many people with that story. <laughs> Anyways, I was just like, just, just like in my head, I was like, I don't think that's right either, Father. <laughs> like, I'm gonna let me let me Google this or something. That's so funny. <laughs> So, uh, mortification, going back to mortification and not throwing up, <laughs> Yeah, it's useful because it helps the individual not become a slave to his own flesh, right? And if mm. you think about it, like, in general, bro, that's what the world, like, the cu- common culture today encourages people to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. indulge in, like, fleshly things, uh... Uh, in um, sexual things or just mm-hmm. eating like don't get me wrong I love having a good meal right but like mm-hmm. the purpose of eating is not just to like to like enjoy and indulge in the in the food but it's it's mainly to to sustain us so that we can after eating do God's work <laughs> 
Right. And it's kind of one of those things, too, where, um, like, there's something that that is good that God creates, like food. Food is good, and we are born and we're, we're created and born with, um, you know, with taste buds and with appetites. Thank and, God for taste buds you know, and right? appetites. Uh, <laughs> but, like, like we're, we are given those things, and for those very reasons, like, things taste good right um but then like you can kind of see how like the devil can take a good thing and twist it and turn it into a bad thing and i guess like one of the extremes of that is like if, if it were food it could become like gluttony where you consume and eat too much but the extreme side of that is where um you know not tending and helping to those who are perhaps maybe less fortunate when we have an abundance and um of like sustenance and food right yeah. and we neglect and we get so caught up in wanting to you know eat more and eat more and eat more where we neglect those who are like less fortunate yep. and i think that's yep. that that that's a you know an important thing which you know maybe sometimes gets lost during the season of let like the point of um you know maybe giving up and abstaining from meat isn't just yes to abstain from or to like deny the flesh and what the you know what your flesh wants but also to like to give to those who do not have yeah yeah to partake in the things that you're that we're you know have the luxury of so that you know so that others can you know enjoy in that too because um i think i think that really does get lost when it comes to the season because i feel like in in the process of giving up the things for us um sometimes and and this is definitely true for me like i i can forget about like helping those who are like less fortunate or giving what what i can give so that they might be sustained you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um instead of just being like okay where can i eat or what can i have or i wish i could have this right friday you know right um saint john bosco had this beautiful practice and for the Salesians listening, or those who uh, those who are familiar with the Salesians, which is the the uh, um, order which uh, Saint John Bosco founded, or those who follow like a Salesian spirituality, will find this maybe familiar. Uh, but Saint John Bosco had a practice of whenever he approached a meal or a dinner table, mm-hmm. he would try he would mortify himself of one thing. Oh, I rem- I kind of remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, if he had a choice between, like, the chicken or the steak, and he wanted steak, he would pick the chicken as a you know, as I, an act I rem- of mortification. I remember that, yeah. I, I remember trying to... Um, I don't know if I was trying to do that for Lent one year, but I remember when I heard that story, I, I vaguely remember trying to, like, put that into practice. Yeah. Like, if I was going to get something, I would... Yeah, two things I'd want, and the one that I really want, I won't get. Yeah. And it was, I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's amazing and, and, and beautiful just because like, it's not like when people think of mortification sometimes for like the devout Catholic, you're thinking of hair shirts or like, or like fasting mm-hmm. for like, like all year and going into the oh, desert. Yeah. And like, it's, it's as simple as like denying yourself of something you really want just for the sake of doing that exercise of will and 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 Mm. some people may be like well that's weird like that's like why would anyone want to do that or like or only fanatics would do that well this is a practice 
it's even familiar for those who are in the military who are in service for boot camp like it's a constant more of it is a constant practice of an exercise of the will than of physical strength mm-hmm. um saint ignatian saint ignatius of loyola uh um would talk about uh uh i think it's I, I learned it as contra agere, but it, evidently it's agere contra, which means to act against. Basically, if you mm-hmm. ch- if you have two options before you in Ignatian spirituality between something you want to do and something you don't want to do, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, it's still in line with, you know, something, um, with, uh, or doesn't lead you to sin any of those two choices, you pick the thing you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. For example, you're standing at the bottom, at the first floor of your building. You're up three floors. You uh-huh. don't want to take the stairs. You want you want to take the elevator. Agita uh, yeah. contra, to act against your own impulse and will, you take the stairs. Right. Um, it's little things like that. To, to pick the harder thing between the two, uh, St. Ignatius would say, is to pick the more virtuous thing between the two. So I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, um, I don't do it as often and, as I should. So I'm, I, let me just put that disclaimer out there. I, don't, <laughs> I should, but I don't. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you know, it, do everybody a favor and just uh, throw out all those boxes of cereal that you have in your office. Um, I mean, I think that might I be a really good way. Maybe throw out the boxes, except we just talked about this. And they're oh my gosh, not okay. in boxes. And, and they're not in boxes. That's right. Okay, forgive me. <laughs> and there's more than just cereal. There's um, uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos, uh, M&M's, almonds, pretzels, um, fruit snacks, some cup of noodles, bagels, Special K. I can stop. I'll stop. We have a kegerator. Uh, <laughs> okay. Welcome to tech. <laughs> Yep. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and so, um, just kind of talking about, um, or kind of piggybacking off of what you just said. Um, one thing that I kind of um, thought about uh, when it comes to like, you know, all of the stuff that we're doing for Lent, especially with the mortification, um, it's not so much about like giving up well i mean it is by giving things up right but it's not it's not um something where we're acting against ourselves so much but it's about striving to perfect oneself and that's something that uh, uh cardinal jose uh Saravia, uh he's a former prefect of the congregation uh for the cause of saints i think it's uh any any you're saying cardinal sarah 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 so, i don't know i'm saying the full name yeah but like yeah yeah okay I mean, are we back at that? Are we back? Do I think? Do I think? I, do I call you Jer, and not Jerome? Maybe. Okay, I'm just gonna call you Jer from now on. Hey, no, Jer. don't do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Next time you come into the airport, I'm gonna have a big sign that says J E R. Jer. K. K. Nate. Oh, um, what's for you, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's normal. <laughs> that's fine. Anyways, people call me that. Um. But yeah, it's um, it, it, it's something to to kind of like think about because um, 
it's it's sacrifice and it's necessary and whether you know if striving for like holiness of life right or excellence at work or trying to improve in anywhere in anywhere right whether mm-hmm. it's like in sports mm-hmm. i know like march madness is a big thing right now um but like if trying to attain greatness in any area um like some of it does require you to like deny yourself in some sort of area yeah. to make a sacrifice yeah. um and sacrifice it seems to me like always equals to making great effort yeah. and this is while it may seem difficult and hard at time but just think about that you you are making great efforts and those great efforts should when when done in you know correctly should should lead to perfection and holiness of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for those uh, for those husbands or aspiring husbands out there, um, this is uh, or even forget that anyone who's desiring to be in a committed relationship, uh, sacrifice is necessary, and. Mm. Uh, love is not love without sacrifice and so mortification in that sort of practice is is a we can consider it a practice for love Mm -hmm. yeah cool i think um so i i I was really prodding a lot of people to ask us a ton of questions nate and so we got quite a few yeah and so i think maybe we could just switch over and maybe answer a few of these questions yeah and thank you seriously everybody who is um putting all those questions up uh when we do post them we really appreciate it um and we really really enjoy asking um or not asking (laughs) uh, we really enjoy uh answering these questions yeah yep yep uh so i'm just gonna shoot these out there nate and we're just gonna answer them as as we as we uh kind of get to them uh so question number one uh, mm-hmm. Maybe what we'll do is you'll answer it and then I'll answer it. Then we'll just keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Cool. One number one. Uh, this is from she who is not. Uh, she who is not asks favorite encyclical. Wait, what is it? And uh, she just discovered that there was one on Saint Joseph. Hmm. Um. Oh, I don't think I've. I don't know if I've read that one or no, even I, heard of one. I'm. I'm a little disappointed in myself that. I don't I don't know that one. Um I think one that uh trying to think. I think Humane Vitae was um one of the ones that I first started with. And so that one has always really stuck with me. Hmm. Um because I feel like I mean I don't wanna like go through the entire thing, that'd be impossible to do. But um Humana Vitae um is one of the first encyclicals that I started with and um I think I, I think it, it came out out of um when I was starting out in the um in like youth group and stuff mm-hmm. and I remember somebody had mentioned it in one of their talks. Um and I I think I one like not knowing what uh, an encyclical was. <laughs> yeah. I was all like, "What is like that?" Sounds really cool. And then like Humanae Vitae, I was all like, "Oh, like that's a that's a word I've never heard." Um, so, yeah. uh, um, Vitae is um as an encyclical that was uh, that's written 
um, back in the uh, 1960s. Oh, sorry. I've... Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, but it translates into um, of human life. Um, and I, I just remember that being one of the first ones that I started to like looking into and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and a lot of it still does get quoted like to this day. Yeah. Um, because a lot of it really does like still apply to um, some of the current like ongoings and um, in our world and our society today. Yeah. Um, there was another one that I was a really, 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 really big fan of uh, when um, Pope, it was Pope Benedict, right? Uh, God is love. Yep. Um, that was that was one of my favorite ones. Um, something one line I think that I drew out of there out of that entire cyclical that has stuck with me was um, um, no saint ever became a saint without humility. Hmm. And I was all like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one is, you know, what? I think that one's my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, Humana Vitae. I think like last year, the year before, no, it was last year. Was it's uh, the anniversary um, thirtieth? No, nineteen sixty-eight, two thousand eighteen, the fiftieth anniversary of Humana Vitae. Oh wow! And um, a lot of people. I mean, you read that. It, it for those who haven't read it, you really should. It it was a Pope Paul sort of. Um, uh, expressing the stance and reinforcing the stance of the Catholic church, uh, regarding a contraception and mm-hmm. the things he says about a society that, uh, becomes a contraceptive one and how that impacts the family and society and everything. It's so prophetic. Like you, it, you mm-hmm. read it and you, you could imagine him writing it today, just looking at society today. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because that is the path that society went down, one of contraception. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very charged, uh, charged one. It's also, it's also a really good one. Mm. So you said yours was, um, yours was. Uh, God is love. God I'm going to go officially with God is love. Yeah. Okay, cool. Deus Caritas S by Pope Benedict the 16th. And yep. I believe that was on his first. Um, that was his. That first. was his first one, right? Because he basically yeah. had one on love. Yeah, and then and the then next one was hope, hope. So that was Spes Salve. Yep. And then the yeah. last one, faith. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that one. Yeah. I I purchased the first and the second one. You know, you don't have to purchase these; they're available for free. But I like to. Okay. But I like to. Okay. <laughs> um, I like. So my favorite. I was going to say the same as yours. Um, God is love by Pope Benedict the 16th, just because it was one of the first ones I read as well. Um, well, no, you didn't read it for, for, as the first, but it was one of the first ones I read, um, which was also very unfortunate because I mean, I love Pope Benedict. He's great as a writer for the regular, just coming back to the faith sort of mm-hmm. not great reader short attention span it's he's really hard to read uh because he's so theological and every sentence is so jam-packed with meaning or every like paragraph is so mm-hmm. jam-packed uh but it it was one of my favorites i really i the one that i really consider sort of my favorite is um evangelium vitae by john paul ii 
Mm -hmm. St. John Paul II. And that's because it really lays out sort of, um, I think the strategy that we had when it came to youth ministry about like this culture, the culture of death and a culture of life. And just like the church acknowledging that there is a, there's a systematic denial of, of sin and of humanity or the personness of humans and and the faith in general. Mm -hmm. And what we have to do to kind of, to counteract that culture by creating yeah. a culture of life. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, next question by the Thai Hua. How do I get on your show? How do I get on your show? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fly down to, or if you happen to be in Southern California, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We've never we've never had that before. <laughs> yeah. I think eventually the, the idea, though, I mean, when, when Nate and I first started this podcast and this, this idea in general was, uh, we're just starting off, so we really haven't taken off on this side of it yet, was eventually just to create a community of, of, of men and women willing to sit down, listen about the faith, talk yeah. about the faith, and take a look at the things happening around us through the lens of Catholicism. Right, right. Is that is that fair, Nate? I yeah, and and I think like the I mean one thing to think about is also like the way that we approach um like the topics um because we really wanted to make it open to um to all listeners and one thing that i think that we say a lot is like having like a you know very casual conversation about Mm -hmm, the things mm -hmm. of the faith um and so i I think that was something that was really really important to us when we were putting this all together um and i know something that we do kind of have in the works sort of Mm -hmm. kind of right now um is uh, having a couple of other people uh, join us, actually, um, we're we're kind of working on that, but um, we're still trying to get a few more pieces rolling. Yeah, and also we're we're but, really yeah. trying to just, as most of you can tell, hopefully you can't, but if you can, it's okay. We're really just we're trying to <clears throat> discover this still, like what yeah, what yeah, God yeah. is really trying to do here, right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I know that it seems like we're veteran pros, but we're totally yeah, veteran pros, like, and I'm saying it with all the sarcasm that I possibly can. Yeah, like because uh, we're not. <laughs> so, like, we're still trying to figure that out. But like, as you know, like through prayer and like discernment of everything that's happening, like as it, as as it sort of like firms up and and we start to flesh it out. Um, who yeah. knows? Maybe one day. Yeah, I think I think one one thing that you said was like to build like a community, right? And yeah. and something that has that I've always had in my head um, is to really build a community, um, and and a lot of that to me does involve having people from the community being those who like listen um, yep. to kind of be welcome on 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 some of these things yeah um it may not be every single you know yeah. episode um but it's it's definitely something that uh we're we're playing with right now yeah. so yeah stay tuned yeah. for that and if not like on the podcast officially like maybe like one day when there's enough and it warrants like an instagram live maybe we kind of chat with people on that like there's tons of ways and there's tons of ideas we're playing yeah. with we just yeah honestly we're just moving with the this, spirit. this isn't the only thing that we're 
that we're planning on doing. We have we have a list of things that we want to do. Um, yep. We're just uh, you know we're still testing things out. Yep. And we work. I got school. Yeah. We both have wives. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, if, if this was something where we can do all the time, I mean, shoot, we would, we would love to do it. Uh, can't right now, but uh, yeah, we are we are definitely working on a couple of ideas. Yep. Cool. Uh, next question. Um, how did you both find your vocation to married life, and how did you both discern for it? Ooh, can I can I go first? Can I go first? Ooh, can I go first? Sure. Ooh. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so... So uh, how I did it, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just go for it. Um, so how did I find my voca- vocation in married life? Um, so for myself, uh, I actually discerned religious life for a little bit, um, and uh, about three years. And then after that, kind of with that sort of discernment ending, <clears throat> uh, started to sort of uh, like uh, discern married life and... Um, I think the best thing for me happened, which was like, it it bloomed from just a a friendship with someone I had known for a while. Someone who I was, I mean, attracted to, obviously, but like, one, I never thought I had a chance, and two, she had been avoiding me. Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah, she had been (laughs) avoiding me for the first like eight years that I knew her, sort of, not really. Um, But, and, and so like, that friendship bloomed into a relationship. And um, uh, that in that relationship, we were very intentional of like, hey, we're we're here right now. We're 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 gonna begin sort of dating or courting, um, whatever you want to call it. The intention of this was to f- figure out to pray whether or not we were like we had a future in marriage, right? Or discern uh-huh. marriage, basically. And yeah. so the way that my wife now and I did that was just through a lot of prayer, like attending mass daily, saying the rosary, um, being part of like youth ministry and youth group helped, um, and, uh, going to adoration together a ton, um, mm-hmm. was so helpful. That was really foundational, I think for, for our relationship. So we, that's how sort of we discerned it. Mm-hmm. And even to like the very like day before our, our wedding, we were, uh, we were in adoration, uh, with our bridal party. Remember that, Nate? We, we sort of all went mm-hmm. to adoration together. So, so I remember that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That's us. How about you, Nate? Um, well, <laughs> I, um, I mean, yeah, I, I totally, totally 100% agree. I don't know why I thought about it for a second because like <laughs> mine is also very, like very similar. Um, I found, I met my wife at a um at a eucharistic congress and i was there um and he was there (laughs) so okay and also so that people know like i've known ad for a really long time i've known or i've known his wife yeah for a long time much longer than than i've known her than you have known and so (laughs) i was there for the entire thing and i was probably very protective <laughs> just go over, out and say over, it. you didn't like me at first <laughs> i no. okay i mean if we're going back to like at first like meeting you yeah absolutely yeah definitely but that's great but um i was like you know what like to to be with one of my very very good friends i'm talking about Anne. um 
<laughs> um, I was like, you know what? This is a good guy. I know he's going to treat her right. But, like, I, I've known her for, like, such a long time. Yeah. And such a really, really good friend of mine. And I remember she's like, I remember one day, she was like, we were hanging out. And she's like, so what do you think of jerome and i was all like <gasps> you oh, had no we're I having had... the talk oh my gosh we're wait. having the are we having the talk right now and i was all like i knew this like i mean i i knew and what did you say coming. everyone's waiting i'm waiting i no i mean it was one of those things and i i, I was like <laughs> well i mean must have been good it's she pretty <laughs> obvious isn't it like in my head i was like i mean it's what is what do you mean what do i think it's not about what i think it's about what you think and yeah. it seems pretty obvious to me yeah so i mean that's funny i didn't know, know that happened i was like he's nice <laughs> he's got he's cute nice <laughs> shoes <laughs> um no no but i was i was that was cool that was fine um but going back to like i guess my thing yes um, your thing yeah so um a lot of that was also like very similar with kind of like what you did like i met my wife at a at a eucharistic congress um and just from having uh i guess like relationships that didn't work prior to her um one thing that i did I was very intentional about <laughs> was making sure that her and I were friends first. Like I we I literally friend zoned her. Um and I had to really tell myself, like, okay, look, I really, really like this girl, but I don't want to make the same mistakes that I did that I've done in previous relationships. Um, I wanna make sure that I really, really know her first. And so and and it was it was difficult because like we didn't or I didn't tell her how I felt about her um until after like a, a year and a half or something like that um i remember and that during that and during that time <laughs> like you know she was telling me you know like she was you know gonna be going out on a date with like so and so and how you know so and, and and it was and it was it was tough it was so so difficult <laughs> to be encouraging and be like yeah like you know we'll hope you have fun yeah, <laughs> like, just dying on the inside <laughs> uh that was serious mortification of the senses but like i and, and and a lot of those times i was like like i wanted to say something or say things about how i felt um but i was like no 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 like this isn't this can't be about me like if i really really care about this girl then i'm just gonna and it then it will things will work out yeah i'm not gonna rush or jump into anything i want it to be about friendship first i want to put god first prayer first all of that and that's what i did mm -hmm. and i think that was i mean that for me i feel like that works um because we're married and <laughs> yeah it worked um, it works. you know it works i guess i win but um <laughs> yeah that's um yeah. I, I i found that uh to be um really really helpful because it for me it it also made sure like my intentions were in the right place yeah. you know that i really cared about this person yeah you know what's funny is i had a i had a coworker ask me <clears throat> he's a, he's a little bit younger than i am and he was like how did you know that you wanted to marry Anne? And, um, mm -hmm. uh, what I told him was that I knew that I wanted to marry Anne because I was convinced that she not was the best for me, but that she deserved someone who could love her. And I was convinced that no one 
could love her the way that I could. And, mm-hmm. and, and like what I was trying to say to, to this, this guy was like, it, it's not about whether or not she makes me happy. Right. Like, it's not about like, mm-hmm. like she makes me feel all sorts of things, which she does and praise God. But it's more about like, mm-hmm. it's more about like what, she, like it, it's the service and, and things that you want to do for the other. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think one thing that I stopped myself from doing um, or I really tried to not stop myself, but I, um, I, cause I heard it, I've heard it a lot where, um, y- you can take it a couple ways. Like one, I've heard, you know, the other person trying to, you know, one person in a relationship trying to change the other person mm-hmm. or, or, you know, the idea of marriage, um, is for, you know, to, to help each other get to heaven. Right. Which is, is 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 true, right? But I took it like a different approach, and I was like, okay, what can I do? To I I took both and kind of put them together. What can I do to make myself better so that she can go to heaven? Yep, yep. That's a to great help way to her go it. to heaven, because it wasn't about what I was going to do to like change her. Like I can't change anybody. All I can really do is have control over myself and change myself. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that will be that will help her yeah to help her get to heaven yeah and, and and i'm sure if you would have told if someone would have told you nate or if anyone would have told me hey you you are not helping you know for you nadine for me Anne, uh-huh. you're not helping her get mm-hmm. to heaven yeah by doing this like I, i'm sure both of yeah. us would have just said bye because that's the sort right. of love or Right, or 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 it, it bec- or it has to become one of those things where you have to change yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, cool. Awesome. I I still think one day we need to both put our wives on this podcast. To, yeah, and we're gonna interview them. <laughs> it's gonna be so. Uh, I, it's gonna be so fun, sweetheart. I kind of just want to. I I just kind of want to <laughs> step out of the room when that happens. I I don't want to be there. <laughs> Uh, sweetheart, if you're listening, it's going to happen, no matter what you say. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, she's definitely more, like, introverted than I am. And she's like, no, I don't want to be on your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cool. Last question. We're a little bit over time, so let's just kind of get through this. Uh, Suggestions for youth group topics. Oh, gosh, there's so many. Jeez, oh, I could give you years, just start. years worth of lists. Okay, list. Um, now, oh, my go. gosh. Uh, um, oh, my gosh. It's like it's, I'm bottlenecking okay. right now. Like, everything's coming at once. Uh, obviously, the, the Eucharist, the mm-hmm. confession, go. Um, courtship, dating, priesthood, go. Um, the, the, the Blessed Mother, the love of the Blessed Mother, the importance of the Blessed Mother, um... Uh, Humana Vitae, I don't know. I just said yeah. <laughs> I just um, thought of the encyclical. Uh, the Rosary, uh, how to make a good confession, um, importance of prayer, importance of piety. Um, yeah. Excellence rather than mediocrity. That one. Oh, uh, that uh, one's a good uh, one. How to, how to be how to be a young Catholic in today's world? Mm-hmm. How to how to live out your faith every day yeah. every day in in the in the little things. Like I would do like uh, all right, we've done this a lot. Like the the little way of like Saint Teresa in everyday mm-hmm. life. Um, stuff like that um how to survive like if you're catering to seniors or people getting ready for college how to survive college uh, as a catholic yes how to yes how to survive 
as a Catholic in in, in college, I, that could be such a struggle sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or or even uh, for those who are getting like their their first jobs or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, like you know how to deal with that and how to live it out the best that you yeah. can as a Catholic. Yeah, how to balance yeah. like life and your faith. Yeah, how to balance when you're the only person in your family living the faith. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a tough one, but so mm-hmm. like because I, f- I found that was a lot a, a lot of kids more kids than I than I expected. Yeah. Um. Like big like I was one of them, but like I thought I was like honestly one of the only ones. Yeah. Also, also, yeah. and I think we'll just sort of end with this though. But like, sure. if you want to uh sort of f- foster vocations in your youth group, there's no better way oh, to do yeah. that than to invite religious and priests to your youth group surround them immerse them in it so that it's not foreign so that it's familiar because after it becomes familiar then it becomes possible right absolutely i think like the familiarity of religious life um for for us was such such an important thing yeah for for a lot of us yeah it, it, it just really... and you don't see that in a lot of youth groups honestly mm-hmm. you don't no it's so so find find some find some uh some dominicans or franciscans or some carmelites or whatever mm-hmm. is around you uh have them you know come and, and witness their their vocations hopefully yeah, they've got you know, habits yeah. i'm just gonna say it <laughs> yeah no i mean yeah but like <laughs> but, but the thing is is like you know like I found that a lot of people don't know how to ask those questions because they don't, they're, they're not around those people to ask those kinds of questions. Yeah. yeah. And it's a beautiful thing, honestly, to see like the young react to, uh, to religious. Like if, if, especially yeah. if you're like where we're from, where there isn't like a, a convent or monastery or anything for like within like an hour <laughs> yeah. drive, right? like to, yeah, yeah. to see like someone just walk by in like, in like a habit or to walk by in like a in like a cassock or you know what i mean like and to sit down and just to be there with you is just like edifying yeah yep absolutely cool okay uh, awesome lots of good questions lots thanks of good for questions. the questions yeah, thank you yeah. um anything from you Nate? Coming. um no just for everybody who is um you know going through into their next week of let you know continue to hang in there if your sacrifice is getting harder I feel you. I'm right there with you. You know, just continue to, you know, keep moving forward. Don't give up. You know, and almost there. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I guess to add on top of that, we're gonna sort. Um, we have decided to sort of start prepping for the the podcast on liturgy. Yes. So you'll see yes, a, yes, yes. you'll see like a sort of journey towards that podcast, and we invite you starting the next episode to take that journey towards the liturgy with us mm-hmm. so yeah. hopefully by the time of of holy thursday and mm-hmm. um and then good friday and all those liturgies will have like a very good sense of like what it all means right and i think with the way that we that we want to approach it um a lot of people might be really surprised to, with um the the topic of liturgy itself and and how much there really is and not just that thing that you see in the sunday bulletin mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's there is so much that is involved with liturgy so yeah. uh we've been we've been talking about this for a while and we're really excited yeah. about it and it's going to be very meaningful and sort of like yeah and uh making sure that we kind of break it down so uh we'll we'll like label the podcasts like in yeah. some sequence or something 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, okay. thanks, Nate. Yep. And thank you, everyone, for listening to, 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 to. The Holy Smokes Podcast. That was me making noises, Nate. That wasn't the sound effect. That's cool, right? Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>